Welcome back to Morning Trade Live. Stocks are ready to start higher here. We've got about a percent move in futures. And, of course, Fed speak this morning. A little bit more dovish than what we heard from Jim Bullard yesterday. Let's bring in Christina Kempmanny, Senior Portfolio Manager, covering global debt at Invesco. Good morning, Christina. Do we get Jay Powell to sound like a dove, too? Good morning, Oliver. Thanks so much for having me in. Um, you know what? I'm not sure if he will. I think the Fed is on target to slow its pace to 50 in December. But the Fed, I don't think, is thrilled with the financial condition easing that we've seen since last meeting. And I think they still have a long way to go. And I think every Fed speaker that you've seen come out in the last week and a half post the Fed meeting has echoed that we still need to go. There's still work to be done. The uh, uh, Twitterati had a pretty funny uh, meme circulating yesterday that I felt had a lot of truth to it. It was a chart of the S&P 500 with a line somewhere around where we are, and it was like above this line, they go 75. Below this line, they go 50. I mean, is it that crazy? They really are talking a lot about what the stock market is doing. I think so, and I think in that press conference when somebody asked Powell a question about the stock market's up, how do you feel about financial condition easing? And in reality, the stock market was down and you got a strong pushback from Powell. I think it tells you they're not looking to ease. They're not looking to pivot. Perhaps it's a downshift because we've been hiking at a 75 a meeting pace. It's extremely aggressive because they were behind the curve. But they're not looking to U-turn here, right? You still have inflation running at historically super high levels and you still have the employment market really strong and they that's their dual mandate you have to see both come down and we're optimistic that we think that we will see some shift from the labor market but we haven't seen it yet now the uh, cracks that we've seen have mostly been uh, tech jobs silicon valley high paying stuff does that uh, fit the bill for what the fed is looking for are job losses job losses or are those not uh, going to have the effect they're looking for as those people are probably not gonna take the other jobs that are available? I think it all matters, um, but we, it needs to be broad-based, right? In the last three months, payrolls in the US have still been running at almost 300,000 a month job creation. This economy needs 80,000 a month just to keep unemployment steady. So we're still running at three times plus the pace of what we need, and we have an unemployment rate very tight. We have a very tight labor market. So I think they're looking at all, all of the things. They're looking at jolts. They're looking at openings. But these early signs of broader layoffs, right, it's a step in the direction. The Fed is looking to get rates restrictive and to slow the economy from levels where it is. Where is the expectation from your team on the terminal rate where their ultimate goal will be? Because as the discussion has shifted, to a slower pace or a smaller rate of change for the rate hikes? We have seen some people extend their ultimate uh, target for where the Fed will go. Yeah, we're still, I think 475 to 5% is a minimum of kind of where we get. Okay. And I think the Fed would love to be able to have this soft landing in that area. Um, and market pricing of actual terminal rates is around there at this point. I think we were at 510 this morning, so it's a bit more reasonable. What looks out of whack to us is the rest of duration and out the curve and how inverted we really are. Um, but yeah, I think the risks are still 
that we gradually go up. But I think it's a five and a quarter, maybe five and a half. Like I'm less concerned about Bullard's six and a half, seven percent numbers. Okay, so you don't think uh, we're going to quite get there? I mean, hey, last last year it was Bullard though who did kind of lay the groundwork before anybody else. Uh, he was early hawk, said the writing was on the wall. Absolutely, he was, and he's important to listen to. And I think he's sounding the alarms of, look, the last Fed meeting we we haven't U-turned. It's echoing this like. Their inflation is still running hot. The labor market, we need to see a slowdown. And the goal of our communication is not this massive financial conditions easing. And I think they're concerned about that. Okay. Uh, Christina, thinking about um, what that means for bonds then, uh, down to brass tacks here, uh, high for the 10 year, is that behind us if the Fed's rate of change is going to slow? Or will that uh, path to the terminal rate bring uh, yields in the treasury market higher what is the main catalyst for what moves the bond market in your mind yeah look so i think we probably are still biased to higher rates um it, within a range but to higher rates have we seen the high i, I think we can retest it because Again, like we need to see the slowdown in data and certainly where we are today, I think levels are rich and are less compelling. At 370 tens, is that a compelling level to us? Not so much. Bonds, when we look at the 30-year bond versus its global counterparts, it looks a lot more interesting, but bonds itself, like the curve in the US, we think is too inverted. Okay, so uh, the inversion, if it starts to go the other way, uh, which way does it come from? I mean, because it, it seems like when rates were going up, when the 10-year yield was going up, we were getting inverted. And now as the 10-year yield has gone uh, sideways to lower, we're getting even more inverted. H how does that thing get any relief? Yeah, it hasn't. And I think part of the dynamic here has been this um, market chasing of wanting to put money to work, we're going into year end, there's cash on the sidelines, people are concerned about missing opportunities. So across different markets in rates and FX and credit, again, like you've seen a very strong equity performance in the last week and a half post-Fed, you've seen credit really outperform versus what people think are reasonable levels if we have low down mild recession scenarios for next year. Okay. And again, I don't think people are at the point of looking for extreme recessions, but I think a, a slowdown, mild recession is still the market's base case, and that's what we're looking for, some kind of slowdown here. Mm. Uh, this discussion largely domestic here. Before we let you go, Christine, I know that um, uh, you do like some of the opportunities around the world. What are our other options? Yeah, absolutely. When we look, I think the two big things that stick out to us are both foreign exchange, um, because as we get to this point and we have some clarity from the Fed, it really, the dollars at a 42-year trade-weighted high, it we've seen relief in the last week and a half, but I think there's more to come. I don't think it'll be a straight line move, but we like foreign exchange. Um, we have generally liked LATAM. I think Brazil at the moment is a bit more challenged just given all the political noise post Lula's re-election. Um, re um, but things that stick out to us, we still like Mex a lot. We like Czech, other countries that have push through their hiking cycle and have stability in rate policy. And we also like the China reopening play. We've moved a bit from just uh, changing in COVID zero to a broader 
China reopening, which will still be slow and gradual, but that makes Korea and the Taibot and Aussie all look interesting from a currency perspective. And then again, once we get this transition, EM rates look really interesting to us, right? You have level of yields that are 400 plus above domestic um, excuse me, developed market rates. And you actually, in many cases, have inflation in these emerging markets, which historically run much higher than in developed mar markets, are actually running lower than the levels that we're seeing in developed markets because inflation is running so high here. Great stuff, uh, Christina. Very well said. Uh, thanks for taking us all the way through all the logic. Uh, very helpful. Appreciate it. And have a great morning. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Christina Camani. There's your macro layout for the day. Great stuff, Senior Portfolio Manager of Global Debt at Invesco.